You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and this episode is about finding your midlife purpose. So if you're in your mid-30s to mid-50s, you might be feeling a little bit restless and wondering, is this all there is? What's going to happen in my next phase of life? Or if that's you, you're on the money because your life is about to change. It's a time of culmination of a lot of things in your life and you probably are now getting this sense of curiosity about the future. Away from the hustle and ground, what is your true purpose in life? So to help you ease into this transition and start to navigate it, I'm going to share some tips from my own experience to help you and give you some examples of how somebody else has done it. And although it might not seem like it, something else we'll cover in this episode is business revenue and growth. It's the second episode in this season about that topic. So a bit of the backstory is that at a certain point in life, you kind of wonder, what's the point of it all? Have you ever felt like that? As often when you reach your late 30s or 40s or 50s, there's hormonal changes, work, maybe empty nesting, Everything's up for discussion. There are some major shifts going on. You've got a wealth of experience in a career or in a certain industry. And you might also be entering menopause or andropause, which is the male version of menopause. All of that's happening at once in that same time period. And that's why we start to question things. But there's also a new chapter of life ahead. So it makes sense for you to explore that and to wonder, well, who am I? And What am I meant to be doing? To think about your purpose. If you're in this age group right now, so the mid to late 30s, right up to your mid 50s, you're probably thinking about those things, about your personal and financial security, how much money you need to retire on, how to build assets, and all the other parts of life too. For a lot of people at this time, they're thinking about shifting a little bit and taking their foot off the pedal and enjoying life a bit more. You might be thinking about working smarter, working less or going part-time or stopping work. And that is a big shift. It raises a bunch of questions about how you're going to fill your day or what that new lifestyle would look like or how much balance you're going to get or how you're going to achieve financial security in those years. And aside from the amount of time that you spend at work, you might also be looking to switch to a new career where your work is more meaningful. You might be considering starting a lifestyle business or going to a completely different vocation. But often giving back is the key. That could be mentoring others around certain skills that you have or finding a way to help others in a way that uses all of your existing skills while giving you a reasonable income or even a leveraged or passive income. So there's lots of things to think about. So why do we pursue purpose? Why does purpose matter to us? Two interesting studies partly explain the answer. University of Michigan did a study and found that people with higher levels of purpose have better physical agility than their less purposeful counterparts. And at Washington University's lab for purpose aging transitions and health, they found that more purposeful adults had better cognitive function greater longevity, and they were looking after themselves better in their older age. I see that there are three emerging 
themes here and all of these things I've just described. And that is that midlife purpose involves firstly, seeking greater freedom of time and money. Secondly, doing more purposeful work. And third, getting the result of better quality of life, better health and longevity. Makes sense, doesn't it? You've got a whole lot of experience and then you start thinking, now what? With all these changes ahead, how do I make the best of the rest of my life? Time starts to feel like it's running out at some point. I actually went through this at 35 and that's why I'm saying that even though this episode is called Midlife Purpose, I think you start really thinking about these things at 35 and that is midlife for some people. When I was 35, I'd just come to the point of having completed 15 years of hard work and of burning out. And so I reinvented myself at that point because I was dissatisfied with that quality of life of the hustle and grind. I stepped away from the medium-sized business that I was running and I stepped into a small business with zero employees. I was working much less and doing more meaningful and impactful work. And I also had to unlearn how to be busy. I had to unlearn some of the rigors and standards and rules that I had around work so that it could be more enjoyable. But now 16 years later, I'm running a lifestyle business that gives back to the world. It offers incredible value and it affords me time off to be in nature and explore other avenues of joy and giving back and creating my next however many years. I think another thing too is that as you get older, your past behaviours start to catch up with you and they can result in health issues. And a lot of people start to have health crises, sudden heart attacks or diagnoses. And so for me, I want to be proactive. I want to take action now and avoid those health issues. And to do that, I'm going to look at my unhelpful, unhealthy beliefs, thoughts and actions at work and in my personal life so I can have a more exceptional and joyful life that is meaningful and purposeful. So if any of this is resonating with you, then let's look at the process of exploring your midlife purpose so that you can align your abilities and strengths with your aspirations for the future and start to live that future now. I'm going to share my process with you as an example of how you might explore your own midlife purpose and figure out what's next for you. And we'll talk about making money at the end because that's an important part of the last part of your life. The first step is to document your skills, your strengths and your bucket list. Because amidst that busy work and family life that you probably have right now, it's easy to lose your identity. Your work or maybe your role in the family can end up defining you. And as you think about a new career or step away or as your kids leave home, you think, well, who am I now? And this happened to me. I was the director of a, and general manager of a medium-sized business and because I had allowed myself to become consumed by that role, I'd given up a lot of my out-of-work activities to give everything to that. My self-worth ended up being pinned to that role and so when I moved to New South Wales in 2007, I felt like I was a nobody with nothing to offer because my life's work, as it were, was, has gone and to reinvent myself and craft a new identity, career and lifestyle, I had to explore my purpose, what really mattered to me and how I wanted to contribute. 
So an easy way to do this is to write a list of all of the things that you love to do or would love to learn how to do but don't seem to have the time for right now. And then the next step is to think about everything and write down everything that's on your bucket list of things to do before you die. If you feel stuck with any of this, you can look back to your past and to your leisure time for clues. For me, I was so fascinated with health and fitness and outside of my corporate role in environmental science, I was running a business, I was really into the gym, uh, muscle and fitness magazines, and I thought, well, actually, this is what I'm really drawn to. This is the thing I've always been drawn to. So that gave me some clues. I did a lot of different sports and activities growing up. So consider what you love to do as a child or what you do to relax or something that comes super easily to you that you can do without even thinking but others find hard. They might be areas that you could invest more time in and they might be areas where you could start to give back. You could also think about the role models that you have in your life and what they've done that you would like to do too. Perhaps there's somebody, an auntie or a friend or a family member who's stepped away from their career or made a change in their life that you really admire and would like to do something like that too. And while you're doing this, you might notice that some fears or obstacles come up in your mind. Yes, but, or I can't do that because. It's only just a piece of paper and a pen that you're working with right now. So put those fears aside and let your brain come up with all of the crazy ideas unfettered and build a big list. All that you're doing is making a list. You might also like to do some personal exploration about who you are right now. Maybe there's the option to do a strengths test or some personality quizzes or anything else that helps you to identify and acknowledge your skills and character traits. This is especially important if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling like an imposter, if you're not sure of the value of what you do, I would highly recommend doing that as well to say, well, what am I good at? What am I valuable for? Remember, it's just a list. Put the fears aside and write it down, but know that it's also a starting point for change. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, when I did this exercise myself, I realized that I was more passionate about health and fitness than anything else. I knew that for my life, I wanted to be closer to the beach and spend more time in nature. I like deep conversations with the right kinds of people. I love personal growth and psychology and leadership and listening for the purpose of understanding others. I enjoyed puzzles and mysteries and solving problems, being creative. And I also realized I wanted to run a business on my own and not in a partnership. So all of those things led me to start looking at health-related business options and then I stumbled across coaching as the methodology that could combine many of my desires in one vocation and allow me to run a lifestyle business. Now it's your turn. Block out some time to create your list. Step two is to discover your needs. And this is really important because what you do consistently, what you think and how you act is driven by the basic survival needs that you have. And Tony Robbins' model of the six human needs, which I've come across fairly recently through coach Jamin Fraser, who does a lot of work with these, these human needs explore the core needs that affect what you do each day and why you do it. In other words, every thought, 
you have and every action you take is driven by one or more of these six needs. And Tony Robbins says that dysfunctional behaviours come from our inability to consistently meet these needs, but they're also behind the good things that we can accomplish. So in other words, if you have burnt out, if you have had a tough time of it, you don't want to repeat those behaviours in the next phase of your life. So by looking at your core needs and understanding what drives you, you might be able to course correct. You might discover a starting point for the next part of your life. You might identify areas that you can work on to improve the quality of the rest of your life and to stop doing those unhelpful behaviour patterns. It was interesting for me when I took this six human needs test, uncertainty was my highest need. And that means that I tend to seek variety and excitement. I do like security, but this is about new things and, and great things. So I'm very creative and imaginative, so that makes sense to me. And I can use that to my advantage, but I know that sometimes, and especially in the past, my need for variety and excitement have meant that I get bored easily. I finish, don't like finishing tasks or delay the tasks that I don't enjoy, or I might take on too many things and then be spread thin, or I might be impulsive or rash when making decisions. And that really explains to me the burnout that I experienced years ago. And thankfully, I've since developed some strategies to reduce or avoid the negative side of uncertainty, and I definitely have more work to do on that. For me, taking the test is about fine-tuning and levelling up because I'm pursuing growth. And in fact, the recommendation on my test for human needs was to focus on growth and contribution. And these are definitely coming up for me intuitively as areas that I'm going to spend a lot of time in. So my goal in terms of growth and contribution is to change my business model so I'm creating more impact and giving more value while working less, maintaining my income partly through leverage or passive income. And with more free time, I can work on my personal growth and be better at what I do at work. And in that free time, I'm going to spend more time working on areas that I've neglected over the past five to 10 years, like spirituality, physical health, mental health, and socializing. I feel that there are deficits in those areas that I'd like to improve. By improving those, I'm going to be able to give more value to the world. So I encourage you to take this test and see what's driving you and whether there are areas for improvement and to look at the recommendations to help you counter up and counteract any negatives that show up. So once you've done that test and you've got your list of skills and strengths in your bucket list, you can pull it all together and see what shakes out. You'll start to see some common themes in what you want and what matters to you, who you are, what you're good at and how you work and how you fit in and could contribute. So then, well, what do you do with all of that? Well, since we're talking about business and revenue growth in this season of the podcast, I want to finish this episode with a couple of final points in that direction to help you explore options for how you work on living your purpose. I'm also going to talk about that in a non-business way too. So let's talk about working on purpose. Actually putting these things into action, taking the stuff that you've learned about yourself and saying, well, what next? My first question to you is, how do you feel about working a job for someone else? Your working hours are defined. You have a steady and maybe a capped remuneration. 
And so if you're fine with that and it feels like a safe, secure and comfortable way for you to live your life, then maybe pursuing your purpose is something that you explore and express outside of work. I mean, you could definitely find ways to build that into your working day. But maybe outside of work, you're going to start looking at different hobbies, doing some charitable work, or maybe being more involved in your community or a volunteer organisation. There's so many ways you can pursue your purpose through leisure activities and community, which is great. So then you can go off and explore those things. For example, if you're really great at organising or you're really great at understanding legal jargon, you might decide that you're going to go out to the community and help people with those things. Fantastic. You get to give back and work on purpose if that's your jam. For some of us, though, we have a more entrepreneurial mindset. We feel that perhaps work is our best opportunity to give back and make an impact. Whether people who want to step away from working for others or from being in roles or businesses that feel constrained or lacking in purpose, we want to fine-tune. Whether people seeking time and money freedom, perhaps, more creative expression and that opportunity to do more purposeful work. This is me, and I have created this in my business. I work in three key areas, teaching, business strategy, and business coaching. And in a volunteer capacity, I'm on the board of our industry association for coaching. So these things give me the variety and excitement I want. So you can see how my needs are met by those things. And I just have to make sure I don't take on too much. Doing these things allows me to be working on purpose, providing the income and lifestyle that I desire. And now that I'm looking at working a bit less, I'm going through menopause, I'm getting a bit tired, my brain's a little bit foggier and I, I want to spend some more time on my health and I want to also generate more money so I can be uh, contributing to more charitable causes and to have a strong and healthy future. That's becoming a priority. So I'm actually looking at leverage in my business so that I can help more people and work less while still maintaining an income. That's my example. So now I want to talk to you about some ways that you could transition from where you are now to start working more purposefully. And they're all about you working in a way that brings your incredible strengths and value to the world and to the people that you work with. Firstly, by focusing on what's most valuable about you, where you can have the most impact, where you're most passionate, you can usually ask for higher fees because you have this level of expertise and experience and wisdom. And depending on how you want to set things up, you can do that to earn just a regular income like you would in a job or a leveraged or a passive income or even a scaled income. And so let's look at what that means. If you want to have a regular income, it's usually going to mean that you have regular clients that you see in your own business and you can earn whatever you want and work as many hours or as few hours as you want. So that's one way. The leveraged version is working with groups or very high-end clients where you're servicing a lot of people but 
just having that one session rather than multiple one-to-one sessions. The passive version is developing online training courses, new technologies or physical products. And if you want, you could offer add-on services to those. Now, if this is sounding a little cloudy, I want to give you some examples of how this can look. And I'm going to talk about the copywriter known as Jay Crisp Crow. Crisp being her middle name that she's added because she's known for her crisp copywriting. So let's start with that first option of freelancing of consulting. This is often a first step away for for people who are moving out of a career. They end up consulting back to the organisation they used to work for and or others like them, doing what they used to do. And it's a great way to stay in touch with the skills that you have and it's probably quite a safe way to start. You're doing the kinds of work that you used to do but you're picking and choosing the work that you love to do the best. You're doing defined projects instead of week in, week out. And it might mean that you can work with a few clients and get paid well to do high level work that recognizes the specific value of what you do. Just ask Jay Chris Pro. Her first career, so her job was working in private school communications. And then she took a leap of faith into starting a business that was essentially a consulting business And what she did was she wrote copy for small businesses so that they could create exceptional landing pages and websites. She just focused on those things, landing pages, sales pages, and she did that as a consultant for small businesses. Turns out that she was so good at that that she went viral and she started upping her prices as the value of her work was realised and shared. She couldn't keep up with the demand, so she put her prices up. And at this point in time, I looked at her website today, she charges $6,000 for one sales page on a website. That's what she'll charge to revamp your website page. So it just goes to show how consulting and freelancing can be a really great way to give value and work on purpose. The second option is mentoring or coaching. And if your career has led you to be highly skilled in one or more areas, you also have the opportunity to give back to others. So instead of just doing that work for other people, you can mentor or coach them to do it. You can definitely do personal mentoring as an unpaid venture if you want to, if you want to just give back and do it as a charitable thing. But you can also be a professional mentor as part of your lifestyle business. So that's two ways that you can leave the nine to five grind behind and give back to the rising professionals in your industry or people who want to start a a business or learn a specific skill. Whether it's personal or professional, either way, the joy of teaching others, mentoring others or coaching them means you're helping them with their struggles and that can be super rewarding and fulfilling for both of you. Now let's go back to Jay Crisp Crow. As her services became more expensive, fewer people could afford her and she wanted to create a coaching service then that helped people to do it themselves with her guidance. So she started that rather than doing it all for them, giving them some resources and then catching up to support them with coaching. Now that service has also increased in price. So at this point in time, a one-to-one session with Jay is $550 an hour and these days it's application only so even her professional 
mentoring or coaching service has become a high-end value proposition. But that's just an example. The third option for bringing your purpose into work is to develop online courses or products or technologies. And I say technologies because some people have gone on to develop apps or digital algorithms or spreadsheets or other tools that people can use to further their business. For example, I bought a great copywriting template in a Google sheet that was fully built out and you answered a bit series of questions and it spits out landing page copy. That was valuable for me. And so that's how somebody has developed a product or a digital tool that is earning a passive income for that person. So if you want to reach more people or build more revenue and build passive income, then online courses or products are a great way to do that. And like Jay Chris Crow, the other side of that is that if your coaching fees are a bit high for some people, then your courses offer a lower cost option to get your support. And that's great if you want to scale your business too. So what Jay Chris Crow has done is she's developed a bunch of copywriting resources that are free or low cost, lots of templates and how-to guides. But she also has a DIY program option for $750 that's full of teaching models and masterclass recordings. So there's no live sessions with Jay that's a self-paced course and that's going to go up in 2023 in price I understand and if you're a coach and you're thinking well how does an online course work I'm not teaching people anything how do I coach people through a course how does that work it's simply about you focusing on a topic a problem that people want to solve and asking a bunch of coaching questions in workbooks or on videos to guide them through self-inquiry. That's a topic and a whole other episode for another day. So let's summarise today because it's been a jam-packed episode. Firstly, we talked about why people in their mid-30s to mid-50s get restless and start wondering what's next. It's a time of reflection and you start anticipating what your future is going to be like, what your identity is going to become and what your real purpose in life might be. Then I shared some tips to help you get clarity on what's next. Firstly, list and review your skills, strengths and bucket lists. Then do the needs test with Tony Robbins and figure out what drives your thoughts and actions to see if there's any areas you can tidy up. Next, review those two things and see what shakes out. Look for patterns and opportunities. Next, decide on whether you're going to live your purpose either outside of work through hobbies, charity, volunteering or community participation or through your work via freelancing or consulting, mentoring or coaching, or online courses. Now, I know there are a lot of options here, but everyone's going to be different, and it's up to you to start pursuing these things to figure out what you want. There's no right answer. You can only learn through exploration. I've explored these things in a reasonable amount of depth, not to blow your mind, but to help you see all of the potential ahead and to give you a sense of how to start navigating these options. Now over to you. What's ahead? What are you going to do next? I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what unfolds. And please don't try to make it happen. Just let it unfold. Do the work and let that work be your guide. Let me know. I'd love to hear how this pans out for you. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you being part of this podcast 
and all of the questions that come in that help fuel these episodes. I want to give you exactly what you need to create a really impactful business and a really fulfilling life. I'll see you next time and bye for now.